Welcome to On Water, the Session Magazine podcast. Here we talk to water athletes, entrepreneurs, scientists, and earth-friendly folks about the experience of a life well-lived connected to water. I'm your host, Evelyn O'Doherty. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of On Water, the Session Magazine podcast for water lovers. This week on the show, we have with us the infamous and original Ben Gravy. Ben, as most of you know, is the fun-loving semi-pro surfer from New Jersey with an inspired vlog that has motivated millions of his followers, affectionately called Nub Nation to become better versions of themselves and live their lives to the fullest. Ben surfs every day. Being from the Northeast here in the United States, that's not always an easy feat. So Ben has changed his thinking and his perception of waves to seek out what he calls novelty waves, or waves that most people might not even think to surf or even believe them possible to surf. In short, he's changed the game, surfing the most unique waves on the planet. What's unfolded over the years is nothing short of the dedicated pursuit of rare, interesting, and often crappy waves on which Ben has learned to show his massive talent and beyond that, his huge passion for living. Ben's lighthearted, often madcap adventures led him to become the first United States surfer to ride a wave in all 50 states, a task that took him over three years to complete. Then there's been the release of his much sought after film about this journey entitled For the Dream, which shows both the gritty background story to Ben's powerful success, as well as the raw emotion of capturing a dream in one's bare hands. We all love Ben Gravy. He's a happy guy and a dedicated voice for positive change in our lives. He's grateful for every wave surfed and every single subscriber to his vlog. In short, he brings us all with him on every ride. In this week's episode, Ben and I caught up just a few days after he returned home from his latest project surfing seven seas in seven days. This was sponsored by Red Bull Surfing. Seven seas in seven days. You can hear in his voice the exhaustion after completing this monumental feat, where he catches waves across each of the world's seven oceans in the span of just one short week. Another dream come true. You'll also hear the work and effort it takes to make something like this happen. Ben's dedication is nothing short of inspiring. The crew around him exemplifies the importance of the support from one's immediate community to help make a dream happen. And as ever, Ben's self-effacing humor, waves surfed, and undeniable spirit of adventure leave us asking our own selves, I wonder... 
what I could do next. Here is Ben Gravy. Today, we're so lucky. We have the one and only Ben Gravy here in the podcast studio, ready to give us the download on his recent wild adventure of seven seas in seven days. Ben, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm a uh, little tired, but uh, <laughs> I'm doing okay. Stoked to be here. Yeah. Now, are you are you home yet? Yeah, I'm home. Okay. Okay. Can you give us just like the encapsulation of what the hell you just did for people who may not have heard about this? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've been uh, pretty much traveling for the past three weeks. Um, the first week was kind of like one week in Japan, just surfing up and down the coast. And then we stuff right in the middle of this trip, the epic saga of seven seas in seven days, which was pretty much just a bunch of long layovers <laughs> to get from one side of the world to the other. And we did seven different flights to seven different oceans. And uh, we started in Japan, flew to Bali, Indonesia. Then we went to Melbourne, Australia, Sydney, Australia, Galveston, Texas, New Jersey, Atlantic City, New Jersey. And then we flew to Norway for a week. So all those stops in between Japan and Norway were just one day stops where we stopped at the Indian Ocean. Well, I'm sorry. We started in the, the North Pacific in Japan, the Indian mm -hmm. Ocean in Bali. And then we went to the Southern Ocean in Australia, Bells Beach, and then South Pacific in Sydney. We subbed in the Gulf of Mexico for the, the South Atlantic because I wanted to do some tanker surfing. Sure. <laughs> uh, surf the Atlantic Ocean in New Jersey, and then we headed off to Norway to surf the Arctic Ocean. And we hung out in Norway for a week as well. So that was awesome. Okay. That's pretty amazing. Seven oceans in seven days. So nobody in the world has ever done that before, right? You're the first, uh, I believe, who's attempted that and then also accomplished it. Is that correct? I, yeah, I doubt, <laughs> I, I doubt anyone's even thought of it before, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, it's funny that like, cause I've been talking to a lot of like news outlets and stuff and sure. a lot of people are saying world record or first time and all this. And I never, you know, that never really dawned on me. I, I was just kind of like just doing it, but that's a pretty cool thought, I guess. Yeah, it's it's a Ben it's like a Ben Gravy thing, right? It just For needed sure. to be done. <laughs> yeah. So what gave you the idea to to do that one? <laughs> so yeah, as you know, I surfed the fifty states mm -hmm. and then I was kind of looking for a challenge. And uh the past like year and a half, I kind of been starting the journey of surfing every country. And obviously that's a big, long, mm -hmm. daunting, 195 country list, but we'll see as well. New countries are formed. So over the, over the amount of time it's going to take me to surf every country in the world, there might even be more countries. So right. I don't know what it is, but for some reason, 50 states, every country in the world, seven seas. I don't know what jumps out at me about these, these numbers and these things, but 
I was just kind of kicking around doing some research on like just different countries and stuff. And uh, for some reason popped into my head, like, Oh, the seven seas. Cause you know, they always say mm-hmm. like, so-and-so traveled the seven seas or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I like, I was like, wait a second. I don't even know what the seven seas are. And then I, I actually learned after that, that that's a pretty common thing. Pretty much everyone I asked had no idea what the actual legit seven seas were. So I looked into that and I was like, Whoa, this Whoa. is kind of cool. Like we, we could do something with this. And then, uh, I kind of threw the idea at Red Bull and they were like stoked on it, but they like, didn't, they didn't really see like, I guess the vision and like, I didn't really have the vision for it. And this was like three years ago. So, so then I, whatever, something happened and it dawned on me seven seasons, seven days. And I was like, now that's something. So (laughs) when, (laughs) when I gave them that, the idea of seven seasons, seven days, they were kind of like, uh, it took a little bit of time for them to like get into it, but get on board. Yeah. And then they were like stoked and then it all came together. But then once, uh, once they greenlit it, then I was like, Oh my gosh, now I have to actually figure out how to do this. Like, right. and then that was a whole process in itself, which took months just being like, okay, if I start in New Jersey, I know I can get to Europe and then from Europe. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, no, nah, that doesn't work. I'd run out of time. And then I'd be like, okay, got to start in Australia. And then I can fly to New Jersey. And then I'd be like, nope, going to run out of time. So <laughs> eventually I figured out the route and uh, it came together. So, Ooh, yeah, it sure did. I mean, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's just absolutely mind boggling what you just pulled off. And I'm, I'm surprised you're even like upright to do this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny. I was going to say when we first got on here, I didn't want to like, I didn't want to like bring the stoke down, but I was just going to be like, you caught me right before bed. <laughs> Cause I've been, I've been falling asleep before six o'clock every night. I've been home for three days. So this will be my third night sleeping at home. And okay. We'll talk fast. Hard. <laughs> no, you're good. But it's been so hard for me to stay up because I'm just like I don't even know what time zone I would be on. But because um, mm. I, by the time I barely started getting used to Japan, we did the trip, and then I never really got used to Norway because we were waking up at like two in the morning. So, right, right. Well, and also I think after you've traveled through so many time zones so fast, you are like legit not in a time zone. You know yeah. what I mean? Like your your body is just sort of screwed you know messed up yeah totally totally <laughs> and, trying, and just trying to figure out if you should eat or sleep or yeah, what <laughs> exactly no i've been waking up at like one in the morning like eating and then <laughs> trying to go back to bed yeah no doubt no doubt so what before you started this this particular journey um you know you said that you knew it wasn't going to be easy and then you thought it might even be impossible right but like what changed your mind what made you decide to go for it after all i just knew that like it was physically possible because Mm -hmm. i had the routes and i I actually had three different routes and they all included different places and uh I, i ended up going with this one but the thing that really the catalyst was i kept getting to the seventh day and running out of time right but when I figured out Australia to the U S is actually, so I surfed Sydney in the morning. I flew Mm -hmm. to, I flew to Texas 
landed in Texas and it was actually, I left Sydney at 11 a.m. And I mm-hmm. actually landed in Texas at 11 a.m. on the same day. So that was November 3rd. And that actually set the whole thing up for success. And it was still to the point where like if we had one flight cancellation, right, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Or if we had any any issues like that. But that one day, two stops changed the entire uh, process. And I was like, okay, this is this gets me to Norway on day six. So right. that's like my, my fail safe. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I guess, I guess if you can technically do it, if you can technically <laughs> do it, all I have to do is not sleep for a week and I, I'll do it. <laughs> and, and I had a lot of motivation because when Red Bull signed on, I was like, okay, well, if, if I'm ever going to do something like this, this is the time. Like if Absolutely. These, guys, these guys are into it, I, I'm going to do it. Like it is what it is. Right. You're like, now I got to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I just, I don't know, something about my mindset. It like, it's just like, I, there was nothing stopping me. Like as soon as I, as soon as we locked in and like left for the, like from Japan to Bali, it was, that was it. It was on. Yeah. 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 So how about, I, I got a quick game for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So you have seven stops, right? Your seven C's. And for each one, I'm going to name the place and you're going to give me three words description of your surf experience. All right. This is going to be fun. And whatever, <laughs> don't, you're not allowed to think about it, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm already like trying to, but I, no, I no. there's too much to think about. <laughs> yeah, your brain's, right. Exactly. And your brain's not even with you. So no thinking. Okay. Uh, Stop number one, Tokyo, Japan. Sushi. <laughs> driving on the wrong side of the road <laughs> uh jet lag <laughs> okay that doesn't touch on surfing but okay um, stop number two bali indonesia okay uh barrels mm. um urchins Ooh. <laughs> black sand beach nice oh nice yeah. one stop number three Melbourne, Australia. Okay, cold. Ooh. On shore. <laughs> Epic moment. I don't know. I don't know how I would describe that, but it was okay. kind of oh, legendary surf spot. Like it, when I got to Bells, it was like, wow. I, I was blown away by it cuz it's like, you know, Bells Beach. Everyone talks about it your whole life. It was it was so awesome. You never you'd never been there before? I'd never been there and it was it was killer. Okay, so so pause on the game. So walk us through, walk us through bells a little bit. Like when you first pulled up and you saw it, what did you think? How did you feel? Yeah, I mean, like, so you drive in and it's the Great Ocean Road, and it's crazy. It's just one of those things. Like I hear them talk about on the WSL all the time mm-hmm. during the event and stuff, and it was just like amazing. Like just like so breathtaking i guess would be the way to Mm -hmm. say it like and you just pull in and you walk up to check the waves and you're looking over the cliff down at the waves and it just looks exactly like it looks in all the videos and it's so it's so i don't know there's something about going to these spots that you know they're legendary spots and and you've known about them their whole your whole life and you know that every every world champion ever has surfed that wave and Mm -hmm. it's just like 
I don't know. It's, it's a really cool experience. It's almost like an out of body experience and, uh, pulled up and the waves were not big and the wind was on shore and it was cold out and wet. And I was as stoked as I could be. I was loving it, like just loving it. So I love that. No doubt. Right. I mean, there is something about, you know, your experience is completely different from my perspective, right? Because I've never been to Bell's, but it's like, it's like walking in the footsteps of these giants, you know what I mean? Like sort of closing the circle of where other people have been. And then to follow that, you know, that movement through some of those breaks has got to be just uh, like a, like a dream. Yeah, it is. It it truly is. And it's like, it, it's so weird for me. Like, and I get to like live out a lot of my dreams and a Mm. lot of like the, the awesome things that I saw in surf magazines and stuff. Like, I get to see a lot of this stuff and it's always the same for me. Like it is, it's so weird to be there. Like you don't feel like it's real. Like you said, it's like a dream. Like you don't feel like it's this, it's the actual place. Like it's the weirdest feeling. It's really happening. Yeah. yeah. And then it sets in like days later and it's so weird. It's like, Whoa, I was actually at Bell's beach. Like that's crazy. Yeah. But days later then you were like in, Atlantic City, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh I'm kind of still waiting for this one to set in. I think I, uh <laughs> I have like I have this weird process, I guess, where it kind of sets in as I edit the vlogs. So that yeah. Today I was like editing the uh I, I I'm making like a full trip wrap up episode, like everything in one. Um mm. and it's weird, like I don't know. It's just, it was magical, like editing it today. And then it's so weird. Like the, the only spot that I got emotional was, uh, when we were in Atlantic city, like I, I was watching the video and I actually teared up and I was like, Oh my God, this is crazy. Amazing. Your whole, your whole community showed up. I mean, right. I mean, you had like ukulele players and (laughs) it was was pretty special. It was very, very, very special. It was, it was something. Okay. Hang on though. Cause we're not there yet. All right, so back back to the game. Ready? Yeah, I forgot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stop number four, Sydney, Australia. Oh, DJ, uh, packed beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, small waves. <laughs> but that okay. place is a scene. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I'm stop fine. number five, Galveston, Texas. Um, tanker waves, mm. stress, <laughs> and then pure elation. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a little jealous of that one, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. I've wanted uh, to go to Galveston forever and surf uh, those waves. It's, it's cool. Like I would love to go back. Uh, and I didn't really get like a big one, but mm-hmm. we got, we got like a nice two, three footer. And he was saying like, so he's seen like nine footers come through. Yeah. And, uh, it was still like, you know, it's the, it's the most, pretty much the most legendary novelty wave. So yeah, it's like one of the original boat waves that people surfed and it's, it's killer. It was something special. Did you, did you have Captain Fulbright with you? I was with Captain I I- J- James. Okay. I, I don't remember. I don't know if that was his first name or his last name, but. It might guy. be Fulbright. Yeah, I mean, that's the captain from Step Into Liquid. Right? Yeah, they were saying that he's the guy that discovered it, pretty much. Okay, so, so that's him. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, he's the man, right? Like he's analyzed that spot and I, you know, I interviewed him years ago and I remember him. Yeah. It was really cool. Like he explained like which tankers you have to look for because the new ones don't have the right nose on them. They, you know, they're, they're more aerodynamic, so they don't push water as well. And the, uh, the shoal on the side and how, you know, the wave just sort of picks up on that shoal. Anyway, he also told me that, um, the longest wave surfed there, I'm pretty sure he said he surfed it, was seven miles. Seven yeah. miles. <laughs> That's crazy. That's insane. It's insane. How big were the waves when you were there? It was like, uh, I'd say like two foot. It was small, but he was, Cat uh, was actually kind of stressed out because um, mm. there was two big boats that came through early in the morning before we got there. Mm-hmm. So he was stressing that we weren't going to get one, but we ended up getting a decent sized wave and it counted. So, um, awesome. I wanted to say something though. Oh yeah. You said he's the man and not only is, is he the man, he is also the man. He is, <laughs> he was the coolest guy and there was another captain there and they were so cool. Both of them. They're just the coolest guys. And I just, I love their vibe. And it's, it's one of those things I think, Cause they obviously they tanker surf and it's like, I, I do a lot of boat waves and stuff like that. So I think it's just one of those things where you just click with someone. Cause you just, mm-hmm. you get it. You understand like their, their, their vibe. And yep. that's kind of how it was. They were so cool. I love that experience and definitely will be back. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. He's, he's, I've heard that, you know, like he's really, he's a legend in his knowledge of that particular wave is, yeah. uh, pretty much bottomless, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. So stop number six, Atlantic city, New Jersey. Family, Mm. Dennis, Dennis, (laughs) (laughs) fun waves. Oh, great. Perfect. And stop number seven, Harstad, Norway. All right. Yeah. Um, wow. Cold. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think of the word, but uh, it's like I was surprised by how good the waves were. Um, mm. But and also just like, I don't know, glorious. The mountains were just mind blowing, mind blowing. Yeah, I just I just watched the video and it's I mean, the landscape seascape of that area is is really breathtaking. I mean, it's- I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. No, it's truly the most beautiful place I've ever been. And I was in, I went to Alaska this spring on a boat and Mm -hmm. I was like blown away by Alaska and just like the beauty and Norway was like crazy. Like the colors, like everything, it was just, it was even more intense and more beautiful than Alaska. And I I like never, I never really thought that I, I could see anything better or more beautiful than Alaska. And it was, it was mind blowing. And we showed up the night we mm-hmm. showed up, we got to right. see the Northern lights and it was, it was something special. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if anybody <laughs> listening to this podcast has not watched Ben's video on that final stop in Norway, your captures of the Northern lights are just, they're crazy, right? Like, are those speeded up at all or is that yeah. actually it is okay a little bit um so yeah that's all jt my 
the guy that mm-hmm. came along and mm-hmm. filmed. He's phenomenal at what he does. Um, so he was doing some where he filmed it for a while, and then he was doing some where it took a picture every ten seconds, like time lapse style. Got it. And he he captured some truly Hollywood like documentary yeah. like A plus footage, like best of the best looking footage, and it was mind blowing. And you know what's crazy is some of the best photos we took were just straight up <laughs> iPhone shots, just iPhone. <laughs> And it's so funny because like you look up at the sky and it's it's obviously breathtaking. It's crazy. But then you you take a picture of it with the phone and it's like 10 times more beautiful. And it's like, whoa, how that's <laughs> how awesome. the heck is that? Like, <laughs> it's crazy. It's just I mean, it must have been really surreal to to be at that final stop. Right. You hadn't. Well, you had slept finally when you got up to surf. But before that, you hadn't slept in. I mean, what, at least like 48, 36 to 48 hours. And then you're trying to go to sleep and then there's those Northern lights. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like, we were fighting to stay out because it was like, if, if we made it to 11 o'clock, I guess we were going to see like the most beautiful lights, but I fell asleep at like 10. I couldn't do it. Yeah. No way. I mean, that's, but still, that must've been just what a welcome to Norway. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. I mean, everything in those, in your footage, just the, the villages, the roads, the wave. I mean, the wave was like when you, wherever you guys pulled up was like this picture perfect barreling shore break, you know, yeah. with on a, on like a glassy bay. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> did you know it was going to be like that? No, I I truly had no idea what we were in for. And it is like, like you mentioned the town, like that town, Unstad is population 16. So oh my God. it's as, and it, and they're nestled in a fjord, like there's oh. mountains, snow capped mountains around them. And there's one road in, and it's just this beautiful field with this quaint little town. And yeah, like you said, there's like a four foot, not a drop of wind, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> four foot left hand point break, just going, just peeling down the line. It's just like, what is going on? Yeah, it, and, and, and there was like two guys out went before you guys showed up. Yeah, what's crazy though is it's it's kind of funny. My filmer counted, JT counted 23 people out the one day that I served. So that spot is actually like the place to go and people people will drive or come fly in and visit and that's like the place to go. And it's so funny because the town population is 16 and there was more people in the lineup than, mm. <laughs> than live in the town because <laughs> that wave is like famous in Norway for surfing. So, well, I can, I can certainly see why, I mean, you know, just that the backdrop alone is just unbelievable. How cold was it? Um, so I was prepared for the coldest conditions I've ever served, but it ended up being about, the air 30 degrees and oh. then the water was surprisingly warm it was in it was in the 40s and what? <laughs> i was trying to i was asking the guys out there what was going on and they were like oh it's the gulf stream like we're right near the gulf stream and i was like oh wow that is wow. crazy so it actually gets colder in new jersey and new england or like it gets colder here than it was there right then. So I was used to, I was used to colder water. Um, but I don't know how cold it actually gets like in the winter, winter, it probably gets frigid, but, um, well, are they going into 
winter? Are they coming? Yeah. They are. Okay. Yeah, they so are. it's got a ways to go. Okay. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think, I don't know if that area specifically gets the 24 hours of darkness. I think you have to be north of there, but I hmm. think they get down to like one hour of light or something. <laughs> Wow. It's pretty, pretty crazy. So even even when we were there, though, it was six hours for the day, mm-hmm. and it was light at nine and dark at three, and it was it's interesting. Like you That's have rough. to you have to capitalize on that time, or like if you don't, you're spending a lot of time inside in the dark. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's got to be pretty intense if you're there for a long period of time. Oh yeah, yeah. So you also had mentioned that um, doing this, right, like making these seven stops in seven days and the layovers and the flight and then and then surfing, right, and then just jumping back into a car, back to an airport, like was really physically and mentally draining. Um, and then I saw in the video in, you know, as you're headed into Norway, you had that, <laughs> you had your foam roller like clutched in your hands. You know? Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, literally, it looks like an appendage, you know, you're like, oh, my foam roller. So like, how did you, how did you manage all of that? Just the mental and the physical, uh, you know, intensity of, of seven oceans in seven days. Yeah. Um, I do not go anywhere without that foam roller, by the way. Um, That thing is like, it, it changes the game. Um, yes. But I, you know, you have to pick your battles, I think is the main way you have to, like, I had to figure out like when to commit to sleeping and when to commit to just sucking it up and when to commit to like a heavy 15 minute foam roller session in the middle of the airport on a dirty floor. Sure. And I just had to like, cause there was a couple of flights, one in particular we had, so we slept in Japan. That was fine except I didn't sleep that well because of the excitement and then right. woke up, flew to Indonesia. And then that was a night that we were supposed to get really good sleep. But the air conditioner in our room was actually broken at the hotel in oh, yay. At, at Karama. So it was like a hundred degrees and we did not get good sleep once again. So then wow. the third night we slept on Virgin at, Virgin Australia Airlines, which is pretty much like Spirit. Um, Got it. So I was just in an aisle seat in those mm-hmm. very, you know, you know like uh, uncomfortable seats. And oh yeah, that was one where I said like I had to choose my battles, and that was where I chose to. I somehow figured it out. I locked in, and I got like four and a half hours of sleep. And mm. it was like game changing because <laughs> it was <laughs> one of the hardest one of the hardest things I've ever done on a flight, but I just somehow sucked it up, slept vertical, sitting up in a seat, totally uncomfortable seat. And, uh, it was what it was, you know? Congratulations on that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. But then the good thing was the next day we, we surfed bells. Obviously we're totally out of it. We had no idea what was going on. That was like, that was the thick of it. That was like Mm. knee deep in the mud that, that time in the trip. <laughs> but that afternoon we went to uh the wave pool at the Melbourne Airport in Australia. And they gave us three hours of surfing and I literally surfed for 40 minutes. And <laughs> I used the other two and a half hours that I had to stretch, foam roll, 
drink water and just ah, like smart focus on keeping my body ready for the second half of the trip. Wow. So, yeah. The recovery action of all of yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you really did. I bet you had to really plan. Yeah. I mean, every moment of how are you going to survive this physically? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, getting old over here. So it's like, Come on. I, I'm, I'm at that point though, where I do lock up and I do like, I feel sure. it, you know what I mean? Like, so, um, taking that, wouldn't. <laughs> taking that time to stretch and do everything was like very important. So. I, I love it. I mean, I just love that you thought all that through and then, you know, sort of were disciplined about it because it is the, it's not even the, yeah, surfing the seven oceans is amazing and incredible, but it's about, it's really about the air time, air time you know, yeah. and, well, and surviving the airtime. I kept saying, I kept, I kept telling everybody as we were going that the surfing's the easy part. Like that's yeah. the easy, that's where I'm having fun and I get to relax for an hour or two. Um, but yeah, I can truly say for this trip, I left no turn, no stone unturned. I was, I pretty much down to, like you said, the foam roller. I thought of almost pretty much everything. So mm-hmm. it which mm-hmm. made it a lot easier for us. Well, and I was also, I mean, I, I got to ask, cause I was super impressed. I mean, if you did seven oceans in seven days, are you saying that no airline lost or delayed your, your board bags? Uh, no, no, really? We, I (laughs) I don't know. We, it was like a, it was like a miracle ride. It is a miracle ride. We had one delay and it was like a two and a half hour delay. And it was, it was, uh, it was the, the Bells Beach to Sydney flight, Mm -hmm. the Melbourne to Sydney. And that really messed us up for sleep because we were supposed to get like six or seven hours of sleep that night. And we ended up getting like three, um, mm. but no board bag issues. No, no problems. Really. The one, the one issue we almost had was when we were leaving Sydney, the one of the women at United was really concerned about how many bags we had and how much they weighed. Right. Right. And she was so, she was so gnarly. And like, um, I actually have like United preferred or whatever it's called, like, uh, right. United gold or whatever. So I actually just, I was like, you know what? I'm fine. I made it this far. We're going to do this. I'm going to check all these bags, even though it was against the plan to check the bags because we needed the time. Mm-hmm. So we ended up checking them. And then, um, I, I got all the check bags for free because of my United status. And she yeah. was, she was so mad about it that she actually sent us into like a third, uh, security screening. Like after we had already, <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, dude, I promise. Like we're just going surfing. Um, so that was something, but what did happen when we, cause we had to check those bags. Um, I got to give a shout out to John. John was second camera on the trip. Mm-hmm. John actually had to hang out at um, Austin airport for like six and a half hours because if we had waited for the check bags, we wouldn't have caught the tanker wave. So he actually had to hang out with the bags. Um, and that was, it, you know, it was, it was kind of a minor setback, but in the moment it was so intense. Like, how are we going to do this? Like, how, yeah. how are we going to navigate this? And then it ended up working out. So we made Go it. Go John. Yeah. yeah. 
right? Taking it for the team. As I said, I was walking out. And I was like, John, thank you for your service. But I really got to go. Like, I'm sorry. I have to leave right now. There's nothing I can do. Like, right. And he's like, that's fine. I'll just sit here in this dirty airport. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So was there any moments where you guys like got into it with each other because you were so tired and overworked or were you just like, working as a team and stoked the whole way along. No, honestly, I think like for whatever reason, it was, it was great. And it didn't, I don't think we started annoying each other until we were <laughs> in Norway. Well, you oh, know, there, there was a couple moments along the way, not for me, I was pretty much locked in, but, um, the boys maybe were disgruntled a little bit along the way, but everything panned out we gave each other our space and it was fine. But in Norway, once the waves were flat <laughs> and we, we've kind of felt like we were there for too long. It was, it was kind of funny. Like we were a little bit a little <laughs> after <grumpy? laughs> 18 days together, <laughs> everyone, everyone was a little grumpy, but, um, <laughs> it was, hilarious. then, um, I decided to break the tension by taking them on like a four mile hike through this mountain. So, um, <laughs> and that took care of it well everyone was pissed in the beginning <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then by the end it was like the greatest thing ever because you know we, yeah. we fully exerted ourselves we conquered this mountain like we made it to the beach and all the way back to the car and it was just one of those things where it was i don't know like it was actual team building like and it absolutely. worked absolutely it was yeah. cool just was literally moving the energy yeah <laughs> yeah exactly That's so cool because like yeah, you got to think like we're sitting in that house like all Going day, crazy. like eight hours of dark. It's yeah, it's something. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's I mean, that's something right. The Just the absolute intensity of no, not enough sunlight. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I actually, I'm glad. What? Uh, I was I was figuring out when I was there, I was like, dude, these people have to be more tired because they don't get <laughs> they don't get vitamin D like the same. You know, mm. and I, I was like, man, no wonder I'm so like tired when I'm here because it's it's dark all day, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it's got to it's got to play into right, just the the you know your your biomechanics, right? Yeah. I mean, just melatonin intake alone is is depleted. Yeah, but I mean, it might also have have had to do with the previous six days. I mean, who yeah. knows, right? <laughs> One totally. or the other. <laughs> Oh, Ben. So, I mean, so what strikes me about this one is, I mean, I was, I feel like I've been lucky enough to sort of, I've been sitting, you know, in a, in a, maybe not a front row seat, but I'm, I'm up close, you know, to watching some of your story. And, and I, I got to watch the, you know, the 50 states and certainly that last, you know, state of Alaska and the tidal bore and, and the turnigan arm. And now this, right, the seven C's and seven days, which is just really extraordinary. And, you know, and I, and I, I'm, I just have to bring it up, right? It's like this uh, success that you are building every day. It's like this comes so much from your dedication to surfing, but also like your commitment to staying sober, you know, because literally the seven days could you do you think you could have done that <laughs> you know if you were if you were still drinking no there's there's no shot i there's no way in hell right <laughs> i i truly attribute everything that i've accomplished in my life to my sobriety and mm. it's pretty obvious you can look at what i was doing before 
And what I'm doing now, or even the year or two years after I stopped drinking, and it's a straight up, it's like, it's like a graph chart that just is going along straight or maybe even dipping slowly down. And then all of a sudden it just goes vertical up. And, uh, I gotta say, like, even if like for me, all I can mm-hmm. all I can say is personally for me. I can't mm-hmm. speak for mm-hmm. anyone else, but even if I was having casual drinks along the way on that trip, I don't think I could have done it. You know? Right. It just it it's there's just no way. It was that took everything that I had to accomplish that. So um I don't think any bit of like inebriation or or holding myself back would have made it possible. Mm, that's such a strong statement, right? I mean, you're literally performing at the highest level that your body can handle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, I mean, I just, and it's also, it's just, for me, it's so inspiring to say like, here's this guy. And, you know, from watching your film, it's, you know, there was this whole downward trajectory and then a change was made. And now, like you said, it's like this vertical line of success, you know, that also includes like these crazy things that keep happening for you yeah. <laughs> and like seven seas and seven days. And also like the whole Ben gravy soft top line. And, you know, like there's so much beauty that's unfolded since you made a decision to change your life. And, uh, it's just really powerful to watch. Thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, uh, I think the biggest, you know, I'm, I'm so happy and like, um, appreciative and, and I'm so grateful for all the, like, I guess what you would call like success as far as Mm. like what the world sees, Mm. but, Mm. but the most, the most powerful and amazing part of all of it is actually the success inside of me that no one gets to see that may, well, maybe people do get to see, they get to see it bubbling out of me, but, Mm -hmm. um, I don't think people even quite understand what sobriety has done for me spiritually, you know, emotionally, just as a person, even physically, just inside of me. And, uh, I guess what I can say though, now that I'm thinking about this is, a lot of the stuff that's happening outside of me is, I guess, a result of that. But mm-hmm. um, it's uh, anything that anything that the world gets to see from me um, is happening tenfold on on the inside, like inside of my heart. So it's been like the greatest gift that I could have possibly given myself. Mm. Thank you for sharing that, and I and I love that image of you know, anything that we see, and I totally agree, right? Anything that we see is just, it's the inside bubbling out. And so it's only a a snippet of what's actually happening inside, you know, the gratitude, the joy, the adventure, the whatever it is, you know, and uh, yeah. And that sobriety, sobriety gives you all of those opportunities, right? To experience all that. Um, It's just, it's really powerful. Really yeah. powerful stuff, Ben. Thanks for being such a, an amazing, uh, you know, role model, you know, to so many people, not just, not just the kids, you know, but all of us really. Yeah. Thank we're, you. Uh, we're on board. Well, mm-hmm. thank you. I, I mean, I appreciate it um, so much. Um, what I can say though, is that, you know, it's, it's a weird thing where 
I just feel super normal. And yeah. when I do hear, um, if people do reach out to me and they're like, Hey, I just want you to know, like this helped me or that changed mm. my life or this or that. Mm. And I get to hear that, uh, semi-frequently. And it's, it's this weird, like grounding mechanism where it, I totally forget that any of this is actually having an impact on anyone else. And, um, it's mm. this weird, like motivation that comes when I, when I get to hear something like that, mm-hmm. it actually reminds me because obviously this isn't a perfect equation. You know, there's so much that goes on in every person's head every day. And I still battle doubt and self-worth and all that stuff. You know, I think Mm -hmm. everybody does. Um, Mm -hmm. But hearing that from people every now and then is like this, this crazy, like uh, motivation that, that reminds me like, oh yeah, like I forgot that. I was just so worried about that. I blew that wave. Like I, <laughs> I, I forgot that there's so much more to this than, yeah. than me like ripping or. Yeah. I don't know if, if, if you can understand kind of what I'm saying, but I um, do, I do. Yeah. I, I really do because it's, it's like we all need to be pulled out of ourselves every once in yeah. a while. Yeah. And, and, told or or just validated maybe, you know, like I see you, you know, and I see what you're doing and I, and I know how not simple it is, you know, like nobody can say that seven oceans and or seven seas and seven days is simple, right? Everybody gets that. Yeah. But the fact that Ben Gravy has had this amazing story, you know, of like, you know, if somebody, if somebody came across your vlog, but didn't, know the backstory they'd be like oh that guy like <laughs> surfing a bunch of soft tops with skulls yeah. and pineapples on it. You know? <laughs> like yeah. but the truth is the larger story is uh that didn't just happen you know it happened because of a variety of events that happened in your life and then choices that you made and then this sort of really fun miraculous result you know <laughs> that keeps unfolding um, as a result of those choices, you know, and, and that's the motivational factor is, is just, um, yeah, we, we're all so much more than, than people, people get to witness in the moment, right. On social media and yeah. and your story, especially is just, it's just really powerful and, and you share it so well, you know, like I, I don't, I never feel like you're, you're vibing a certain way on your vlog. Like you're just bent. You know? Yeah. Thank you. I, I mean, I appreciate that. I think uh, I've definitely, maybe in the beginning, there was a lot more like on camera insecurity, I think, but mm. I'm definitely, definitely years past that. I'm I'm definitely at the point where sometimes I'm like, uh, like I'll, I'll be editing and I'm like, uh, was I not stoked or something? Like, why was I acting like that? And then I'm like, <laughs> you know what? That's just my real life. It is what it is, you know? Yeah. And I just... I, cause I, I usually do everything in one take. So it's just, it Amazing. is what it is. And and I think it's actually important to share the the whole thing, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree because it, it just makes it more relatable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have, I have one more question because it came up in the, in the video on Norway and I was like, wait, what, what is that? So there's a nonprofit now, which I didn't know about called Ben Gravy for the cause. Yeah. Um, 
that is, hadn't heard about that. Can you tell me a little bit about what that's about? Yeah. So I just, um, me and my wife, Jordan just started it this year and we didn't really know what to do with it. We just, I actually wanted to make it just to do a couple local surf contests, but then, you know, life happened and it took, took forever to get it together and yeah. actually creating the 501 C or whatever it's called is actually like, it takes so long. So mm-hmm. it's dedication. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just created it cause I wanted to do some charitable stuff locally, but I was like, you know what, why not? Like, why not share it? And what I did for this is I just put a couple links up of people who I thought were doing good things for the ocean. Just just to help nice. promote. So I, I added a surf rider link and I think there's a couple other links that, um, never actually went live on the site because <laughs> I, <laughs> I totally <laughs> didn't publish it. Um, how I thought, how I wanted to publish it. And I ended up having like the old link up, but, um, I'll get around to it, but yeah, yeah. Ben gravy for the cause.org. Um, right now don't really know what's going on with it. Um, I'm not like accepting donations or anything like that, but I just put up some other uh, nonprofits that I thought were doing good things. And next year, looking forward to doing some like local charity events and stuff. And hopefully maybe in the future, if I do more projects like this, I can, I can get better at figuring out what to do with a nonprofit and stuff. But I think it's just kind of me taking that first step uh, of giving back and trying to figure Mm. out what to do with that. That's amazing. I mean, I, you know, I always figured that would be, you are someone who is focused on giving back, you know, and what a, what a great idea to finally found, you know, create a nonprofit so that you can, you can pick your container, you know, like pick how you want to do it when you're ready to do it. Yeah. Um, amazing. So again, like, I think, I, I think I talked to you after the 50 States and I didn't want to push. Right. And I, I, same thing here. Like, I think what you've done is absolutely extraordinary and yeah. you need to rest. Okay. Like <laughs> that's first and foremost, yeah, thank but you. like, yeah, but, but like what's next? <laughs> you, know? Um, you know, I think, um, I guess I'm finally willing to say it. Um, I, I've been kind of tiptoeing around surfing every country in the world, but yeah. it's going to be a lifelong goal. And I think what, I've done with the seven seeds project is kind of make it fun, engaging and entertaining for people. So Mm -hmm. my goal is obviously to keep pushing forward and find out fun ways that I can continue to, um, do that surf new countries, you know, bring people together, kind of show, Mm -hmm. show different areas, show different surf cultures, show that we're all pretty similar and continue to, just do what I'm doing, um, in fun and entertaining ways, hopefully. And, uh, as of right now for 2023, I think I'm done. I'm going to be hanging out at home for the holidays <laughs> and, uh, we'll see, check, check back next year. Maybe I'll have a grand idea. Yeah. Good. <laughs> we'll no, I, I like, I like the idea of you, Jordan and Dennis <laughs> for the next several weeks. <laughs> yeah. That's the plan. That's a very, very good plan. How did, how did Jordan fare with all of this, with the last three weeks and you being gone for so long? Oh, she was great. Phenomenal. I actually, she's the best. I can't believe it. She is, she is awesome. And she was so supportive when I needed her and just so Mm -hmm. like, she just knew like how to handle it. And, and I got to give her a lot of credit. Like it takes, it takes a lot to deal with Mm -hmm. my lifestyle. And I, 
commend her for it. And uh, it's really impressive. Um, and I think she's happy because the whole time that I'm gone, obviously all I want to do is hang out with Dennis. So she just gets to, <laughs> she gets to spend day in and day out with Dennis. So um, I'm actually the one who's jealous. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That, I mean, it really is. And I mean, she's known you long enough now, right? She knows the lifestyle. She knows yeah. your drive and your, and your, you know, vision and, you know, knows how to just show up when you need it. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yay, yeah, be, Jordan. Being, uh, being married has been interesting, you know, like it was, it's like one of those things I, I when I proposed to Jordan, I was like, you know, this is the love of my life. I'm never gonna I don't see myself proposing to anyone else and I didn't really know what I was doing at the time and it's <laughs> it's crazy but just it's we've grown so much and we become like such a family and um mm. especially now that we have Dennis and it's just like I don't know it's it's matured and just become such a beautiful thing and uh it's awesome and I'm, I'm so happy that I did I did ask her to marry me and here we are coming up on two years so it's great. Amazing. Amazing. And I, I, I'm so happy to hear that both of you, right, have like this base to return to so that you can both go out and do the amazing things you do out there in the world. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Was well, there anything else, Ben? I'm going to let you get, I'm going to let you go because I, I, I want you to get some sleep. <laughs> is there, <laughs> is there an, anything else to say to the session mag uh listeners or to the um nub nation peeps that you've got out there uh just as we wrap up any last words of wisdom well first i just want to say thank you session thank you evelyn for uh having me Mm. Um, i'm honored and um i just want to say you know I, I know I talk about it all the time, but I really, you know, I didn't really start living my dream until I was in my late twenties. So anyone out there feels mm-hmm. like it's too late. Remember it's never too late. You can always change your life. You can always fix an issue if you have one. And if you're out there struggling, maybe with some type of uh substance or something, it's never too late to, to do something about it. So I hope that through my journey and and through what I do, I can maybe make some people realize that life is long and there's always time for redemption and there's always time to get out there and enjoy it and do the things that you want to do. So, mm, Perfect. Thank you, Ben. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and for that final push towards just right living living out loud living the life of our dreams thank you so much for being here today of course thank you thanks for having me we hope you enjoyed this episode of on water we certainly love bringing the myriad and diverse group of characters from our water community to you to share their experiences If you enjoyed what you heard, please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. This podcast grows out of the publication of our quarterly print magazine, Session. Session celebrates the ways in which we all, as water lovers, engage in our world's aquatic playgrounds, from surfing to foiling, kiting, stand-up paddling, and more. We encourage you to visit our website at www.session.com hyphen magazine.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.